morning, campers. Uh, What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to camp. Wednesday, August 3rd. We are in August. The Those dog days of summer, they're now like the... Um, we're about to put them to sleep. <laughs> uh, the, the August, once August hits, I'm... Uh, oh, National Lampoon's European vacation. Uh, let's just see what's on comment real quick. Uh, oh, tentacles. <laughs> you know what? I don't really like European vacation, and we're going to watch tentacles, whatever this movie is. It sounds great. I think I've heard of it. I've never seen it. But um, yeah, once August hits, um, it just... I don't know. It's really, we're really about to wrap this summer up. Uh, you know what it is? It's just, I, I, the older I get, I'm really into pro football and I just, I love it. I love playing fantasy football. I'm in like four leagues. I'm really into, and I'm, I'm into college football too. I just really enjoy the fall. I think, I think that's a, at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day uh, and midday, I'm just a fall guy. Um, so when August hits, I get really, uh, I just, I'm just, I'm excited for just like, just to have football coming back. Um, and, and the thing that sucks about LA is that it is a, okay. Is Indian summer, is that a racist term? I don't know, but that's what it is. (laughs) Um, if that, I, I hope that isn't racist, (laughs) like, I don't know where that term comes from, but that's what we have. So it's really hot in September, which kind of sucked. Like really, really hot. Um, I'm going to Google that Indian summer racist. I don't think that it is. Um, but if you think something's racist, it probably is racist. So Indian summer racist. Is the term <laughs> like people are all, all, all also wondering, did you know that the abnormally won't join uh, Indian summer is the phrase? It might be. It's hard to say. No one really knows how the term originated. Um, all right. You know what? How, how about this? You know what I'm going to say? It's still hot in September. That's the, that's my way around that. Instead of, instead of saying that, uh, just to avoid any, any, uh, controversy, I certainly don't want camp to get closed. Um, so yeah, no, August is uh, August is a nice month. I didn't like it when I was uh, y- younger because it meant going back to school, but I like it as an adult. It's a very, because um, it's still summer, you're still on vacation, you're still on break, but it's like, but, the, but like I said, like you get like preseason football and there's something just very comforting, even though the games suck and are meaningless, there's something comforting about having it on. And uh, yeah, there's kind of like this gear up to for the fall. I don't know. I'm into it. Um, I'm into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what tentacles is going to show going to get for me as soon as we get through these uh, drinking water warning commercials. But back to European vacation. Um, speaking of like summer, I just that's the worst one. Uh, it really is like I there's something. I don't really like Russ and Audrey in it. Like Russ and Audrey are always like really like Audrey's always really pretty. She's really pretty in the first one. She's really pretty. I mean, Juliet Lewis is great in Chris's vacation. I think Juliet Lewis is attractive. And then the girl in Vegas vacations really hot. The, 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 the one in European vacations, like she's kind of like a, I don't know. She's kind of a pig, Like yet she's dating Johnny Lawrence, which from karate kid, which, it like doesn't entirely track and I don't really like rusty in it. There's, there's a, there's something about European vacation that I, ju- I don't think is funny. The first ones I'd say in order of vacations, that's a tough one. Um, the order of vacations. I mean, shit. Ooh. Mm, wow. What's better? The, for, what, for the original, the first vacation or Chris's vacation? That's a real, I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and thought about which one's better. I might have to go Christmas vacation. Cause I think Christmas vacation while being hilarious also has a ton of heart. There's actually a lot of heart in that movie. And cousin Eddie is while he's great in the original vacation, he just fucking takes it up a notch in Christmas vacation. I think it goes Christmas vacation, vacation, Vegas, vacation, European vacation. Um, there's something I'd have to look like who did European vacation. It just felt, it's just not that funny. Uh, it, it, it really isn't. Uh, it's very, you know what it is? It's, it's a, it's kind of a classic sequel. Like it's not, they, I, I don't know. Sequels are hard and they, they kind of shit the bed on that sequel. Like who did that one? 
Okay, you know what? That's what it is. Amy Heckerling directed it, and Amy Heckerling, who's a great director, she directed um, Fast Times in Ridgemont High and um, Clueless, and like she's great. I think that's what it is. Like there's there's a there's like a coolness and like a slickness to European vacation that I don't think that that the first vacation didn't have. There's something just very classic about the first vacation. The second one, that's what it is. Like she she kind of she kind of hipped it up a little bit. They go to London. There's like this Doctor John set piece, which is actually a hilarious set piece when they when they get the money and they, they go out and they, they start dressing really fashionable. Uh, there's this great, I think it's a Dr. John song called, um, I think it's new looks. Uh, it's a great set piece. It's this real sleazy Dr. John song. Let me see. I think it's called new looks. Um, new looks. Uh, let's see if I can find it. It's a great, it's actually a great song and that's the only good part of the, of the movie. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. It, because Chris, uh, first vacation's got that Harold Ramis. It's got that classic Harold. I'm pretty sure Harold Ramis directed it. Um, and it's got that classic like Caddyshack, Animal House. It's it just has the vibe of those movies. And yeah, I w- I could never put my finger on um, on uh, what it was about Europe, European vacation. And now that. I see that Amy Heckerling directed it. That that's what it is. It, it it's not that it's like it, it's like it, it's that like she couldn't do a good job. It's just there's just not a classic feel to the movie. Um, I don't know. Like the yeah, it, she hipped it up, and I don't think it needed that. Um, so yeah, this is the Doctor John song I'm gonna play. Uh, the song is so good, and yeah, that's literally my favorite part of the movie. The, the only part that I like this song. <laughs> this song's great. Mainstream is hit to rocks. They're like, I think they steal money or they find money and they go and start dressing just like ridiculous. Um, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this song, it's this is the epitome of what I don't like about European Vacation, even though I do like this song. There's like a, there's like a slickness to the movie that I don't think Vacation, the franchise, should have. Um... But whatever, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too, too, I'm not gonna lose too much sleep about this. But yeah, great song. Uh, shout out to Dr. John, um, who I think died. Um, so yeah, you know what it is? It's Europe. <laughs> That's what it is. It's Europe. It's not Chicago. It's not Wally World. It's not Iowa. It's not Kansas. It's not Flagstaff or like, like wherever they go on vacation. It's Europe. <laughs> That's what it is. Europe's just a little. It's a little hipper. It's a little cooler. It's a little little jazzier. It's Europe. Uh, there you go. Case closed. That that's what it is. And I get why they decided to take it to Europe. But that's what it is. It's Europe. <laughs> it's Europe. Um, and Chris's vacation was great because it was back like just in one place. And what I liked about Vegas vacation is, is um, it's it it kind of held on to the just the the vibe of kind of like the first one because it t- still takes place in America. It's Europe. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. It, uh, it's Europe. Uh, so we can put that baby to bed. It's, it's Europe. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it's 11 in the morning here, so it's truly good morning. Um, okay, so Tentacles is on. Um, is that Anthony Quinn? <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see the Tentacles uh, and what that is. I think where where is this? What are you doing, Molly? Come here. Come here. Molly, come here. Um, I, I don't think it was at the new Beverly. Um, maybe it was, it was just playing. No, you know what? I, maybe this was on shutter that maybe that's where I saw it. Advert. I saw the poster for it. Um, so yeah, tentacles, that's what we got. Shout out to comet. They're bringing the, they're bringing the heat today. This is the comet that I want. This is what, this has kind of become the staple. You know what I should just do? I really should every, that's what I really should start doing every single, um, movie that I do when I'm doing this show should be a comet. I really shouldn't accept any substitutes. It should, it's comet or bust. Like I want, because I really do love these movies. These like B not, I don't, I don't know that I would consider this a grindhouse movie. This is just like an eighties, cheesy eighties horror movie, which technically is a grindhouse movie. But, um, I think, yeah, I think that's what 
this is going forward. It's going to be Comet because you know what? Shout out to some of you people, some of you campers who have told me that you've been watching Comet. Um, so it's resonating. I think, you know, when I do like a Die Hard or something on AMC or another channel, it's fine. But I think I want to keep it. Uh, we're at camp. I want to keep it campy. So going forward, I think I'm just going to do. Um, I'm going to always try to do it around this time when Comet has a movie on. And yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. Um, so these guys are in this little underwater kind of ship and now they're going down and i'm guessing tentacles are about to just fucking take these two out these guys have not these guys don't stand a chance this is early in the movie uh yeah this thing just started this might be like one of the first kills um so yeah so it's been humid in la uh which is weird and uh, oh you know what i needed to square away a little bit so i i did a few episodes ago or two or three four i'm not sure but I was talking about how I didn't want to hype things too much, but then I then <laughs> I spent basically a whole episode hyping Top Gun Maverick. Uh, so I kind of apologized. <laughs> I'm sure maybe some were listening like, wow, I thought he said he wasn't going to hype things anymore. And then I literally like that was like the whole episode. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to hype things on here or say if I didn't like something. It's more if I'm at like a party or um, a bar or whatever or a dinner i'm gonna try to keep like if somebody hasn't like if somebody actually genuinely asks my opinion for something then i'll then i'll hype it or not hype it but i think it's gonna be more because i again like i I really don't want to be hyping things too much because it feel you feel like shit when you when the person's just like yeah i didn't really like it but um but yeah, I, I, I kind of caught myself. Uh, it's more just like if somebody hasn't seen something, I, I want I'm, to, then, then I'm just going to be like, well, you know, I, I liked it unless they ask me for my opinion. Um, because, uh, yeah, because here's the thing. If I come on here and sit and, and genuinely have a movie that I want to talk about, I, it's like, I can't just be like, so I saw Top Gun Maverick and I liked it. And I'll move on to the next subject. Like I do need to fill time on this somehow, but, uh, but it's more in like casual talking unless uh, if I'm on like a, not a date cause I'm not dating. But, um, if, if somebody, if somebody asks me, then I'll tell it, but, but I want to try to keep it. Although then you're not, then let's like kind of, if I, if I'm just like, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, it's great. It, like, it's a, that's the end of the conversation. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Uh, trying to not hype things is very hard. It's, it takes a lot of self control. Um, as or same thing. If you didn't like something, it's really hard to. Uh, I don't know. We live in a day and age where people have a real hard time um, not sharing their opinions about something. We 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 really do live in the golden age of opinions. Um, so so yeah. Okay, the tentacle. I wonder what this monster's called. Is he just called Tentacle, or I'm guessing it's just a massive octopus? Uh, and this dude's got this like ray gun. This will be good. These guys are about to, you know. Oh yeah, there's Tentacle. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking call him that. Um, yeah, this guy's fucked. Yep. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, so he just got yanked out um, into that coral reef. All right, this guy's gonna go away. But I'm guessing he's definitely gonna get it. That was weird. It was like this black shit that he just, that the that tentacle just sprayed out at, at this guy. That was weird. I was expecting like a, a, a wrap around the body squeeze and the guy like breaks in half. Um, uh, so, okay. So what I really wanted to talk about, and I'm not hyping that. Okay. This is going to be like part hype, part shit talking because there's a new movie. It's not out in theaters. Uh, it is on, I believe Amazon. And it got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and 5%. So 0% from the critics, 5% from the, uh, from the, uh, from like, uh, people who watched it, <clears throat> which are, which are terrible numbers. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's the murder of Nicole Brown Smith. Uh, so anytime I was browsing around looking for something and it, you know, it, it really is like, I was telling a friend the other night, like, uh, food delivery apps and streaming services kind of go hand in hand because there's just too many, sh- too much on there. And like, I eventually I get to the point where I'm just have I'm having a hard time deciding what to eat and then like what to watch. And I end up ordering something that fucking sucks. Like the other night I got barbecue because I genuinely didn't know what I wanted and I got such, 
it was such bad barbecue and you know like i'm I'm kind of starting to get sick and tired of uh of ordering food anyway because it's just like especially like sushi like that shit goes into someone's dirty car and then like a 10 to 15 minute ride and then when you get it it's just i i don't like it but it's the same with streaming services like i i just i'm having a hard time deciding and then you you decide on something it's like i guess that like i end up turning it off but the murder of Aunt, of Nicole Brown Simpson, I did not turn off. Oh, tentacles getting fucking busy right now. Now he's wrapping the tentacles, but you're not seeing it. You're just seeing the water like bubble up and like this pipe is getting thrown around. Wow. Oh, that dude's fucking toast. Okay, so the death of the, the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. So I saw the poster and I'm like, wait, Mina Suvari. Mina Suvari's in it. <laughs> so I was like, I have to watch this because I will always watch something OJ Simpson related. I don't care if it's a documentary. I don't care if it's a pro OJ documentary. I don't care. Like, I'm in. I, that's new. That's my favorite news story of time of the ever. It just it's it's sad and dark, but it's just so compelling. Um, I, it, it's everything. It's the Brentwood. It's the Bronco. It's him. It's her. It's the Kardashian. It's the route that he took. It's like. The, the names of the street rocking him Bundy. It's the fact that he went to McDonald's Cato, everything. It's just the, it's the fucking, it's the greatest. So I see this and I'm like, wait, Mina Suvari, like, wait, what, what is this? So I, I clicked on, I watched it and it, it's truly like, I mean, if I was the family of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman, I mean, I, not so much Ron Goldman, Nicole, they throw Nicole Simpson under the bus so hard. Like, I mean, I'm surprised that like her family isn't suing the filmmakers. I mean, it's so just like disrespectful to her. And Minu Savari, I don't know if she like does she have like a gambling debt that she needed to pay off. Although I don't even know like how like what money was even <laughs> how much money anybody even made on this thing. It's so fucking shitty. It's like a lifetime movie like on bath salts it's like it's like it's filmed like a lifetime movie but it's it's like a paranormal life lifetime movie and i say paranormal because there's literally a scene where she's being she's like having she's just under so much duress because of oj and some other shit that there's literally a scene where she's getting dragged out of her bed and thrown up against the wall like it's fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and she she's like being held up against the wall by like an unseen force. I'm like, you're really go like there's really that scene? Like there's also a scene like they get into the fact that her and her friend Faye Resnick were lesbians and were 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 having were hooking up. Then there's a scene where, okay, so there's a theory that um, there's a serial killer that, that murdered uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, and that OJ hired him, uh, which is insane, because how the fuck, how does OJ know who serial killers are? I mean, eh, you know, eh, I mean, maybe, but like, it's so far-fetched, like, you can't just, I don't know, like, hired killers, okay, like, assassins, like, if you're wealthy enough, you can hire a hired killer, but like, Serial killers is a different thing. You don't hire a serial killer to, to fucking murder somebody. They, they nobody even has their phone number, so it's hard to get a hold of those guys. But there's a theory that OJ hired this that that he hired the serial killer to do it. And so Nick Stahl, uh, who uh, the great actor Nick Stahl, plays this serial killer that is pretending to be this like contractor who's working on a home next door to Nicole Brown Simpson. She meets him. She's like, hey, I need some work done. Could you come do it? She ends up sleeping with the guy. Like, they, they, they make it, they, they, they make Nicole Brown Simpson out to just be a total just whore and uh, just like total degenerate. And it's like, it's like, wait, what? Like, I mean, look, I don't, nobody really knows what the actual story is. I mean, we, we have an idea. Like, she, OJ was severely abusing her, both mentally, physically, probably sexually, and definitely killed her. This makes her out to kind of be like the, the sort of the degenerate, like, like almost like she's almost like deserved it. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And the, and, 
And the like when she started sleeping with Nick Stahl, I'm like, they're like, you mean to tell me that Nicole Brown Simpson was was having sexual relations with this serial killer? Like what? Like and then the scene where she's getting dragged out of bed by an unseen force. I'm like, there's a paranormal scene in this movie. I mean, literally, it is just. I mean, and it's just so poorly just directed. But then Taryn Manning, who was in, um, who was in uh, uh, Orange is the New Black, she was in Hustle and Flow. She she's a good act, really good actress. And I guess Mina Savari is a good actress. I mean, she's great in American Beauty. She's great in American Pie. She's great in um, what the fuck else has she been in? She she's 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 good. Uh, I don't know what got how they got those two actresses because then the other actresses i've never seen in anything um i mean i was like stunned about just like i mean granted i was it was compelling because of how absurd it is but i mean if i'm they just throw nicole brown simpson completely under the bus i mean just completely and they kind of leave it open like you don't know if oj like at the end they show the actual death scene and there's a person with a mask, so you don't know if it's OJ or if it's this, if it's Nick Stahl. So they're basically just kind of leaving that open. And it's like, wow. I mean, this is just, this is the lowest, this is just low. I mean, I, I'm surprised. I really am surprised that her family, again, I mean, I don't know what you would sue for, but like, they really just don't make Nicole Brown Simpson out to be a, like a good person at all. And it's really, and, and again, maybe she was, I don't know, but this seems like it's it's really just smearing her completely. Um, they, I mean, she just comes off like just a total idiot, and uh, it's really fucked up. I, but I, 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 I'm not gonna say I loved it, but I loved and appreciated how absurd it was. Um, and I'm not. I don't know if it's Camp Good. It's kind of is Camp Goodboy Wreck of the Week because it's not a hate watch. It's an absurd watch because you're just going to be, be. I mean, I just kind of gave away a lot, but so so you don't. So I'll say no. You know what? Fuck it. I'll save you because uh, you probably will watch and hate it. But if you're an if you're an OJ buff uh, like me, you you're, you might enjoy it. But I, I'm telling you that that pulling the her out of the bed by an unseen force i could not i was like floored that 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 they that they're claiming that that was part of it um i mean fuck it's like movies are getting absurd now like there are some absurd horror movies like there's, there's like snakes on a plane and like abraham lincoln um i guess snakes on a plane not really it's like the the abraham lincoln vampire hunter and there's like a hansel and gretel uh horror movie and there's a new Winnie the Pooh horror movie. And so, like, horror movies are having fun with taking what, what was normally maybe a, like, a childhood story, uh, or not, not Abraham Lincoln, but just taking, like, historical v- events or, like, a childhood story and giving it a horror spin. Giving this a horror spin, but not a slasher spin. Giving it a paranormal spin that was just, I did not see that coming at, at all. And, uh... Oh, I mean, yeah, again, like Mina Sufari, like, whoa, like, who do you owe money to? I, it was, it was, uh, I mean, did those American pie residuals dry up? I don't know what I was just, yeah. And like, what, like, it just like the, the, like, like, you're reading this script and it's like, what, what was it about this script that just hooked you? I, uh, I was just. I was very, very surprised. I mean, what a fall from grace that was. Because um, what else has she been in? I mean, Mina Savari crushes it in, in, um, in, uh, God, you know, I was looking her up and I was trying to figure out how to spell her name. And Mina Savari and Mira Sorvino, it's kind of like the Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney a little bit. Um, I was having, I was kind of having that moment. I was like, is it Mira or no, Mina Savari, like that. That really is, uh, that really is like those two guys. So Mina Servar, see there, it's hard, it's, you get them mixed up, but, uh, what, what else should we, should we, blah, 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 blah. what else was she in that she was great in? Um, okay, loser, I never saw that. She's kind of got American Pie and American Beauty, that's kind of it, but she's great in those two movies. It's weird, and she's like interesting looking. It's weird, spun, maybe that was good. It's weird that she didn't, Oh, 
wow, she's in really bad movies now. Okay, never mind. Yeah, she's in a lot of bad movies. It's really strange because she, that's odd. She was good. Wow, her, her resume is very strange. She's like in, she really is in a lot of these bad trauma, The Greatest Inheritance, The Accursed, American Virgin, Sex, Lies, and Sin City, uh, The Rage, Carrie 2, that's kind of cool. Locked in, don't blink. Wow. She's kind of like a, um, she's really like a B movie horror darling. Fuck. All right. Yeah, never mind. I guess this is just kind of her wheelhouse now. That's very strange because literally Beauty and Pie, she came out just firing on all cylinders. And yeah, wow. She didn't, and I guess she's in American Pie too. She's not really in that movie that much, but um, wow. Yeah, she took an interesting turn. So I guess, all right. So I guess it kind of makes sense. I was under the impression that maybe she was still in like pretty good movies. And I guess I was, I was very wrong. Wow. All right. Shout out Mina Savari. Do your thing. I remember I, t- I, t- I took acting classes in New York city. See, this is what I'm saying. Like I took acting classes in New York city when I first moved there. Cause I thought I wanted to be an actor. And then I took an on camera class and I was like, Nope. <laughs> I was like that. Ah, this isn't for me. Uh, I'm not like, no, I don't see it. And, um, I then I started doing stand up, but like this this one acting school that I went to was called, and this this, this I never should have gone to this one. It was so like, it was it sounded so scammy. It was called TSI Actor Studio. Like that's not what you want your actor studio to be called. You want to go to like Stella Adler or like the Neighborhood Playhouse or like what's another good one? Like there, I eventually did go to another one called K Michael Patton Studios, which was like a great acting. Uh, school but like tsi that sounds like somebody that calls you it sounds like a telemarketer um and that that was the vibe that they had and then i remember being like well who are some of your like alumni and it was mina suvari and i was like oh like uh mina suvari like okay i mean that's that's cool but then to see where mina suvari's career has gone it actually kind of lines up perfectly that like she would have gone to tsi like tsi is so just not the, oh, God. It's like a CSI knockoff. Um, it just wasn't, uh, I mean, I guess the classes were good. I remember my the first acting class I was in, I had, my teacher was actually, and like, you know, shout out to him. He was in like a bunch of TV, like a lot of acting teachers are. He was in The Crow. Like he was in stuff. Uh, it wasn't like just random people who weren't in anything. But he, I remember like, the first thing we did, we got up and we, uh, we all, st- we all st- uh, stood in a circle and he played, he played a Radiohead song. Um, I did, which at the time I didn't know was Radiohead. Uh, let me try to find it. Um, what was that fucking song? It's something like disappearing. Uh, let's see. I don't, I'm not very familiar with Radiohead. I know kid a and okay. Computer had to disappear completely. So I remember we would all, he'd be like, okay, let's all stand up. And he would play this song, How to Disappear Completely, which is so just like, we're going to act now. Um, And it was like, it was very, wait, let's just listen to this for a sec. Like it's, it was so weird. Like this is supposed to get you ready to act. It was so dumb. Um, And I remember he, it, it was so, it was always a lot of just like, okay, I want you to shut your eyes and I want you to, relax the skull like how the fuck do you relax your skull it's a bone um and then it'd be like and then i want that relaxation to go down your head and then i want the relaxation to go from your head to your neck and then to your shoulders it was like just such i remember and i was just out of college i was like i don't know how to relax my skull and my neck and my the only way i know how to relax is literally like to sit on a couch and watch tentacles um, I re- yeah, this was so, I was like, wow, this is what acting class is like. Um, and then, but then like, so that, so you did that and like, literally we were all horrible actors. It's like, wait, is this what Mina Suvari did? Cause it's, it's not leading her to very good roles. Um, I remember, uh, but I remember that was, uh, yeah, that's how we, we got like ready to act and, oh God, it was, 
it was just such a fucking shitty acting studio. Then when I went to another one, I remember I was a, I was a bar bar back. And like, as I mentioned last week, and there was a girl that came in one night who went to this, this one acting class. And she was like, wait, TSI. She's like, no, that's a fucking trap. Like go to K Michael Patton who shout out to her. She was actually great. Like she's like this legendary, like theater, uh, director and like theater coach. And she was, when I got in there, it was like, real deal. She was like mean and hard and tough. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what you need. Like not fucking some guy that just plays Radiohead and tells you to relax your skull. I, I, I you know, it's weird. I realized like when I started, I, cause I started meditating in 2018 that anytime, so anytime anybody ever, and I've been told to clear my head in like a yoga class, in an acting class, and you really can't do it. Um, it's actually one of the worst things you can try to say to somebody because it's impossible. Like clearing your head is such a bullshit, uh, thing to try to do. Um, but when I was doing meditation, like I did transcendental meditation and it actually, you say a mantra over and over again, and it actually, you find that it clears your head for you just by saying a mantra over and over again. Next thing you know, you're just like, there's like nothing in your brain. It's just like calm and peace and it's it's pretty great but uh yeah relax your skull i I was like oh man i don't think you know if any fucking oscars are coming out of this classroom um and uh yeah so that's my acting school that's my acting story but anyway so if you want to watch the murder of nick oh wow feet first coming out of the water that and when does that ever happen that's great that's just to show that like, oh, he's just, is he having a laugh? Oh, I think he's just fucking with this girl. Like literally when a body dies in the ocean, it's usually just floats up. The body's just like laying in the water. This guy's going feet for that tent. There's tentacle. Uh, see, now this is what I'm talking about. The tentacles are coming up on the boat. Yeah. These actors probably went to TSI. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I mean, this was this, you know what this was? This was basically just like Jaws came out. And then that's what I see. That's what happens when in Hollywood and it's the same all the time. So like jaws came out and then it's like, what else can we make? Okay. Orca, that uh, Nick Nolte movie, which apparently is supposed to be uh, like pretty decent, but then it's like per like what else is in the water? Piranha, big octopus, that movie alligator that really got Hollywood's always been that way. Something comes out and then, Everybody wants to find their, you know, whatever. Like White Lotus was out, and I, White Lotus is a was a great show. And now there's a show on like Peacock called The Resort. It's like God, there everybody. And I know that's that's the term that is always used in like in like production meetings or in like general meetings with writers. It's like we're looking for our White Lotus. It's so stupid that this the bandwagon that happens. Something works, and then they always all want to find something like that. It's like, um, it's like with Friday the 13th, like that came out and that movie's great. And then if you look throughout the eighties, there's so many, um, there are so many like knockoffs throughout the eighties of just like summer camp slashes. And granted, I love them also new. I, when I was at the new Beverly, I think three weeks ago, I went to a summer camp slashathon, which was four movies. So I was at, if you've ever been to a movie, you want to, you want to fry your brain, go to a movie marathon at a movie theater and watch four movies. Uh, my brain, it took me like three days to get over that. I felt like I was hung over the next day. I was there from six 30, uh, at night until one thirty in the morning. It was, it was great. It was fun. I went solo, but like, cause there was no way I could convince any of my friends to go to that. Um, but it was, but I, I will say this, uh, Friday the 13th part two. Okay. So the, uh, one Christmas, I want to say maybe 2007, uh, Brandon got me the entire Friday the 13th box set, which was just an excellent, probably one of the best Christmas presents I've ever gotten. And so like my, my, my time in New York city, when I wasn't out doing stand up or when I wasn't out, um, at, at my, at one of my temp jobs, I spent a lot of time in my, in my really tiny, a, a little illegal rental, uh, just cause you know, I was very kind of light on money. So I wasn't really going out a ton. So I watched Friday the 13th, all of them like over and over again, I would watch those movies so much and I love them. I think that's, 
I love Halloween. Halloween's one of my top five favorite movies, but I think I love the Friday the Thirteenth franchise more than the Halloween franchise. Um, because there's 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 a they're a little campier. Uh, literally, they take place at a camp, but um, the Halloweens are like Halloween five is campy, but the rest of them are all pretty fucking like intense kind of. Um, and but anyway, so I used to watch those Friday the Thirteenth so much. It, they're the horror movies that I've watched the most, and I always remembered. I always felt a strong, I don't want to say a connection, but I, ju- I watched the second one a lot. Like there was something about the second one. I think it's cause it's the first time that Jason is in it. So I always watched that one all the time. So I had a real connection with that movie and they played it at the, um, at this summer camp slash a thon at the new Beverly. And I've so seeing that movie with a big audience who, who like me has spent has spent a lot of time watching that movie and knows like every kill every joke to to laugh with an audience watching that movie because like when I watch it alone when I would watch it alone like I always knew where probably the laughs are and watching I'm telling you watching that movie with a big audience in that theater was it was kind of a really special experience for me because it like you know it's just it's kind of one of those things that you do alone and when, ew, what the fuck? Oh, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. This is just this Parkinson disease commercial. Ugh. Um, it, uh, it, when, when, when there's something that you do solo and then you share it with a big group and you're just like, Whoa, all these other people, um, uh, had the same experience with this movie. It really is a special experience. And I've had that, I'm trying to think another time I had that. See, I watched the Brandon and I went to go see Friday the 13th part one at this movie theater in Hollywood called the Arclight, but it wasn't, it's a massive movie theater and and there weren't that many people there. And I don't think, I don't think it was the, like an original film, like a 35 millimeter cut of the movie. I think it was like a, a digital cut. Seeing it the new, seeing it at the new Beverly, which is a smaller, more intimate movie theater, littered with movie nerds on an original like thirty-five millimeter print of that movie, it was like a really special experience. And and yeah, it, it was that moment where something that you've always done alone, sharing that with a group of people who also have had the same experience that you've had with it throughout your life was really that was my big takeaway. I've been meaning to talk about that. Um, uh, the other movies were the the burning, which was great, uh, Sleepaway Camp two, which was great, and uh, Twisted Nightmares. It was a fucking awesome night. Uh, but that Friday the Thirteenth Part two was really special. And what was great about um, well, I'm really nerding out right now. Uh, something that was actually great about that night was you didn't know, and this is why the the anytime they do a marathon there, they sell out in like ten seconds. Um, and they sell out because you don't know what the movies are going to be. It's just summer camp slashathon. So you go there and you have no idea what the movies are until they pop up on the screen. And literally, as soon as that opening, I think it said a Steve Miner film because that's who directed it. As soon as that popped up on the screen, the fucking roof just blew off. And I, yeah, that, that I'm not saying Friday the 13th Part 2 is my favorite one, even though I do love it. But yeah, that, that was quite the experience to have. Um, that was great. And just note, like sharing like the laughs that I've always had watching that movie with people who, who have also laughed watching it solo. It was great. It was great. I, I forgot. I've been meaning to, to mention that. Um, it was great uh, watching, uh, sharing uh, in this experience with fellow dorks, uh, <laughs> watching these innocent kids just get brutally slaughtered one after another. It was, uh, it was really something special. Shout out Friday the 13th part two. It's a fucking, it's just a great, I love it. I love that franchise so much. Um, I really do. I I feel like Friday the 13th is low key. Like, I feel like that's like my favorite holiday. (laughs) I love, I love, cause you know, you're going to get that movie marathon on like USA. Although USA doesn't really play them anymore, but back in the day they, uh, they did. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Friday the 13th guy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was great. Um, that was great. What else? So that's that. Um, God, I saw a guy this morning walking around with a uh, I'm with her t-shirt. 
Um, and I was always just like, well, I mean, do, do like kids in Africa think that Hillary Clinton is our president? <laughs> like, did they send, do they send them all like, cause they, when, when the, when a team loses the Super Bowl or like a, or like the Stanley cup or the, the world series, they send the losing teams t-shirts that they printed out to like, to African kids. <laughs> like, are, are there African kids wearing like I'm with her t-shirts? I don't, like, I don't fucking know. I just, that's just the first thing that popped into my head. Um, is that racist? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think it is. Um, Forty minutes. Um, God, you know they—they they made. I don't know if you guys saw this. They made um, these these brass statues of Jesse Pinkman and Walter White in Albuquerque. Eh, I, I, look, I gotta say, I, I I love Breaking Bad. I think it's one of the best shows of all time. I really do. I support that show. I support all the love that it gets because it's a truly great show. As far as just like. It's original. It's like it's like edge of your seat. The acting's great, and I think I mentioned um, on one on on a pod that like I went back and rewatched it, and it's a fun show to rewatch because you know what happens. So when you rewatch it, you can actually kind of like live in it a little bit more. You're not so what's going to happen next. You can kind of like you can live in it a little bit and really get to get get a get to know like the characters more. But um. But uh, that uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, I mean, they milk that thing so fucking hard, like so hard. Like they're always there was a thing where they were always popping up somewhere, like being goofy, being funny. And it was funny because like they're so serious and intense on Breaking Bad that like they were just like, oh, we want to show you that we're actually silly off screen. It's like. It, it kind of again it kind of ruined the show a little bit for me because and this is what i don't like about how like exa- how much access we have to celebrities now through like social media and stuff because there's just no mystery anymore to like celebrities and it kind of sucks because like i remember like celebrities back in like the 80s and 90s and even in like the 2000s you the only time you ever saw them was in the movies they were in at the award shows and then like at us weekly, like going into a grocery store. Like that was it. Now we have, we see them on Instagram and I don't really follow any of them. Uh, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll see them on the explore page and I'm just like, God, you're just, you're, you're the whole mystique of you is just gone. Um, and they're just on there just to, just to continue to feed their egos. Like Anthony Hopkins is on Instagram. It's the fucking dumbest Instagram page you've ever seen. Like, I don't want to see Anthony Hopkins dancing around in his like house in fucking the Caribbean dancing in like a Hawaiian shirt to some salsa song. It's like, dude, you're, you're Dr. Lecter, like, like fucking grow up. Like, why are you, why are you on Instagram? Anthony Hopkins? Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of the same thing with Paul McCartney. Like, why is he always popping up on like James Corden <laughs> doing like carpool karaoke? Like you're Paul McCartney, you need, you need the extra, like, and I guess he's trying to stay relevant, but like, why, why do you need to stay relevant? Paul McCartney, like you can make your music, put out your music and people are going to listen to it because you're a Beatle and you can go on tour and, and I'm sure the shows are great. I'm sure Paul McCartney shows are awesome. I've heard they're great, but like why these, I don't know. There's something about just like the James Corden and then being on social media that I just, I, 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 ref, I stopped taking you seriously as, as the great artist that you are. It just kind of gets flushed down the toilet a little bit for me. I don't, I'm not into it. Um, I, I'm just not, I think these celebrities need to like the Ixnay on the social Nadia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not, I don't speak pig Latin. Um, I wish I did because I love Ixnay. <laughs> I, I wish I knew how to say like the, the pig Latin version of what would come after that. Cause Ixnay is just fun to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, so, okay. So going back to breaking bad, I really fucking diverted there. They, so there's these brass statues, statues of them. And like they have a tequila and they have a, the, they're, they're just always milking that breaking bad. And I guess like if I was part of that, like, would I maybe do the same? I don't know. Like maybe, but sometimes I just wish they would just do the shows and then be done with it. 
that so that was my first instinct it's just like there they go they're they're at it again and like they have a they have a tequila of course they do and they like show up and they bartend and i just think it's fucking lame i i, I don't know and they they um and also albuquerque like don't you have a meth problem in your, in your city like you you supported this you supported literally okay yeah let's let's celebrate this great show about a, a serious problem that's like i guess ruining people's lives <laughs> like that show is literally about how two people's lives get completely ruined and if, and obviously the show's great but i mean are you you're really proud of that i mean i guess you're proud of like that like the that you had this show it's like it's like north jersey and the sopranos but like i think like meth is a really bad problem in in the high desert it's odd that you're like i guess glorifying or you're like you're proud of it in a, in, a, in a weird way by having those statues i just i can't that show more than any show just i mean they wring that towel just dry um they really do and I don't know. I, I just could never get into these dudes. Wow. This movie's great. Um, who are these fucking guys? Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't like milk. I don't like when these shows, I just wish the show existed and then ended. I don't, I, I they, they just, they did, they milk it. They milk the shit out of it. And, um, again, I can't spit, you know, look, if I was there, would I do the same? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, and again, I get it because it was like a cultural phenomenon, but I just, sometimes I just wish these things could die. And sometimes I just wish celebrities weren't on social media. I, I just do like, look at Anthony Hopkins page. And I mean, I think people love it cause they're just, because people are just obsessed with celebrities and any access you can have to these people's lives. People just like eat it up. I guess I just don't eat it up. I, I send it back. <laughs> I, I don't like it. It's like there was a uh, one video of Mick Jagger was like dancing in a studio and I was just kind of like, eh, I, I like, I, I, eh. I like the days where you didn't really know what Mick Jagger was doing. He was just like, you, you, it was like, how is this guy still going and, and being as great as he is at his age and like still going up there on stage and killing it. I don't need to see the back, I, like the background video of, uh, of, um, of, Mick Jagger dancing to some like trendy new modern song um, in like a music studio. I just, I don't need to see it. Like there's just like no mystery anymore. And that's what was always so great about celebrities. If I mean, yeah, it just was like their war. They did the work and then they just kind of like went and lived their lives somewhere and you didn't know. And now we just, I don't know. We know too much and I just, I don't really like it. Uh, I think it's stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh that's that rant. Um, wow this straw in this water bottle fucking sucks i don't know if you could hear that um so yeah that's that let's get into some shout outs where are we at here Ooh, 47 i like that okay let's get into some shout outs here where are we at i didn't save them but i'm just gonna wing it um there we go all right here we are shouting it out having some fun we're in august and i'm liking it um let's see what we got here okay let's go down okay hey shout out uh shout out jalen death shout out um hey shout out great name hieronymus josh i'm a big fan of bosch the show and i'm guessing this guy is as well so shout out um because his name in the show is harry bosch but it's hieronymus bosch um let's see what else we got here uh, hey, shout out Tiff Novak. Shout out. Big shout out. Um, hey, shout out. Um, hey, shout out Encino Main 2.0. Shout out. Been with me for a while. Um, let's see. Hey, shout out 91 Till Infinity. Shout out. Um, let's see one more. Uh, hey, shout out Christopher Hersey. Uh, hey, shout out Misty Magnus. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. If you are listening, and uh, let's let the song ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not a big Kiss fan, um, except for the songs that Peter Chris sings. So Beth and Hard Luck Woman are two excellent Kiss songs. If, uh, if, you're, if you're looking for something that's a little less like arena rocky. 
Um, so yeah, that's that. And I think that was all I needed to discuss. Uh, breaking bad statues. God, that, I got to say those, those memes of like the cashier iPad, those, they, they, I, I don't know if they knew what they were doing with that iPad. Um, because it's true when that, when you see that thing, it's impossible to not leave a tip. They, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that was unintentional or, uh, or what, because it really, something happens in your brain when you see that, when you see that, um, when they flip that iPad around that you're just like, Oh, I need to tip 30%. It's very, it's like the tip jars, I guess just, we're not, we're not cutting it any anymore. And, uh, which is absurd. Cause like you get a coffee from a barista, like, I, like I'm, I, that's the thing. I wonder if it's going to get to the point where McDonald's is going to have those because I, I feel like it's working. Um, but there, that that meme is is very <laughs> that meme trend is very real and um, yeah, it, it's very very real. Um, so so yeah, so that's that because um, they have it at there's, there's there's this vegan burger place down the street from me that I go to sometimes and they have it and I'm just like fuck do i tip because this this iPad looks so nice but no of course i don't have to tip um and yeah so so yeah but uh, yeah i feel like it's only a matter of time before the the other fast food joints get them uh we'll see if we can keep an eye on that um yeah that's 50 minutes and that feels good all right guys uh thanks for coming back to camp we'll see you next week have a good weekend uh here we go august let's go i think some football's coming back tomorrow pretty excited about that preseason or not i'm just happy uh happy that we're we're that fall is right around the corner not in la though because it's going to be like 90 in the 90s uh in september and i'm not going to say what uh what summer it is you guys know um already we will i'll talk to you guys next week later